Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Spirituality and Magic Podcast. I am your host, once again, Hunter Salazar. So today I'm going to be providing a commentary for one of my YouTube videos. If you don't already know, I have a YouTube channel called Hunter Salazar. If you type in Hunter Salazar and then transforming the energy in a graveyard, then you'll be able to find this video. It has a red rim and it has me kneeling before the spirit, so you should be able to find it pretty easily. So this ritual was very powerful and it had a lot of different elements. So I felt the need to actually explain it more fully in a podcast. So uh, this is going to be completely about the uh, the ritual that I did, uh, transforming the energy in a graveyard, that ritual, uh, as far as my YouTube video is concerned. Um, I'll be covering like every little bit and what I'm going to do is play the YouTube video. You're going to hear it in the background and then I'm going to pause it periodically to explain exactly what a certain thing, uh, why why I use a certain instrument or why I did this or that. So that's going to be the uh, podcast we're going to do. So definitely if you uh, don't already have an idea of my YouTube channel, look up this video, Transforming the, the Energy in a Graveyard, and just kind of have it handy. You might want to turn the volume down, kind of have it handy and playing, because I will be using that video and um, providing commentary on it. Um, this was an important ritual for me, and it's, I felt like I really needed to explain every part of it so that you can duplicate things like this in the future or get some insight into how rituals like this work. So let's go ahead and start the video. Right, so before me, right in front of the camera, is a black obsidian mirror. So a black obsidian mirror, it's often used to scry, to divine, or to contact other realms. So depending on how you use it, you might have some uh, something that's smoking in front of it, and you might ask a particular spirit or a god something, or perhaps somebody who's dead something, and you, you gaze upon the mirror, the black mirror, and try to figure out um, exactly what the response is from realms beyond. You can also use this in other ways, but here I'm using it to, to speak with the spirits for them to pre present their, their, their facial visages or symbols. And so that I have, a, uh, I have something to focus on, but also something that can actually give give some response from the spirits in the graveyard. So let's go ahead and go ahead and continue. A crystal container. So that crystal container is actually a geode that's been split open in and a half. And why it's crystal, why it has to be a geode is because I want to create purified water and uh, when I pour, when I pour purified water in it, um, the crystals uh, aid the energetic value of that water. So that's why I was using that. A bronze bowl. So the bronze bowl, I use bronze bowls for all kinds of offerings, but uh, namely I actually pour um, flammable rum in them when I'm offering to a spirit or a god and then I light it so that the offering goes goes to them more quickly or, or more energetically as fire is combined with the offering and it goes straight to the spirit or god. But bronze bowls are perfect for something like that. A red organite pyramid. Okay, so let's talk about this red organite pyramid that I have uh, center stage. Everything is basically in a in a big cross at an intersection in the graveyard, but the um, the red crystal organite pendant. I mean, uh, a pyramid. It has. Um, it's basically there's there's a bunch of red crystal on the bottom, red gate, I believe, and then you have a bunch of copper spirals slowly going up inside the resin and it's also it's a pyramid keep in mind but you have all these copper 
uh, wires inside of the of the clear resin on top of the uh, the red crystal, and it's basically um, it's basically at the points in a pyramid, and it, it's it's they're twisted up like uh, think of a slinky, but uh, you know facing upward, and then you basically have the idea of what the energy uh, what it looks like in both uh, how it conducts energy, how it conducts energy upward, uh, and how it focuses it because copper, uh, you know, being a metal is very good for focusing energy, especially the, especially the energy that transfers through the red crystal. Bottle for libations. So I have a very particular bottle that I use for just generally with spirits and gods. I'll pour a uh, flammable rum in this bottle and then I will offer it into whatever container I'm going to offer to a god or spirit as far as like after, you know, before I burn it, I'll, I'll have it in this bottle because this bottle's, it, but this bottle is not just, uh, it's it's a red bottle with a kind of a corked cap. It's one of those corks, cork caps that, uh, that are plastic, but uh, it has those wires that you can secure it very well when you kind of like twist that side side metal piece down. It's hard to explain, but um, I have canvas around this bottle, and then I have red bandana around it, and uh, red, and it's actually a red bottle as well. So, uh, red is the is the color of power and passion, and it's really it's really useful for uh, something like a bottle for that's used for libations. To my right, a crystal a crystalline little structure. So at the time, and keep in mind that every single thing that I mention, um, there's about one, two, three, five uh, pieces of, of red bandana that I cut into squares. So everything's rest or everything's on top of red bandanas. Uh, as I talked about red being, you know, power and passion and good for heightening energy. Um, so this little structure is calcinite, I believe. It's a, it's a kind of crystal that's more uh, shadowy and foggy than crystal quartz. And this particular one is kind of like a pentagon. Uh, the sides go up for a bit, and then smaller and smaller pentagons, pentagons are uh, made up into a tip, and the tip is the smallest part. I found this useful in the ritual. Um, a lot of the crystals in the ritual is for focusing energy, uh, for gathering energy, and for and for basically um, allowing everything to connect. Uh, so that's why I use crystals in this in this ritual. In the middle, a uh, a Redigate um, generator. So this Redigate um, or agate—I always say agate, but you know, agate is what most people use. Um, it has it has red crisp. It has a, a just imagine a pyramid without the edges, and but pointed up. It has that in the center. Then it has um, red pointed um, agates on all four sides and uh the, they're they're fastened to the central cylindrical pyramid by um some silver fastening uh so the silver is definitely good for conducting energy the red agates are uh, are basically facing all four directions and they're pointed at the tips so they uh they're connecting all the different crystals the offerings where i end up being and where the spirits are uh, manifesting, communicating with me through the black mirror. Crystal generator, kind of like the spoke in this ritual, so that everything is connected. We have a crystal pyramid over here. So the crystal pyramid on my left, but in the ritual to my right, uh, it's just basically a quartz pyramid. 
and uh, that that balances out um, on the fourth side of this ritual. It's basically everything's in the form of a, a very spaced out cross, basically at this crossroads in my favorite graveyard. We have some rum bottles for offering. So the offerings that I often do, I. I I like to offer small rum bottles as far as like pouring the offerings onto the ground or in a certain uh, container. The offerings as far as the rum bottles go in this, I actually pour on the ground and offering to the spirits. Uh, the spirits uh, crave and want things that they enjoyed in life, alcohol being a very, a very good one uh, for offerings. And, uh, and, and understanding the spirits, we have to kind of understand soul fragmentation, and I've discussed that in other videos that um, something is left behind when somebody dies, but it's not soul. Soul cannot be contained to an area, but ego and spirit life force can be left behind. And a lot of my job in this ritual and just in general when working with the dead is allowing these spirits to be at peace or to pass on, and that's kind of the role that I serve. So, um, and I work with the dead quite often. Uh, I don't work with demons. I don't even work with angels. I work with the dead quite often. Very, a lot of gray in-between energy. I call myself a gray magician because of that. Uh, I work, I work between, I work in the transition between things and not, it's not light. It's not dark. It's that transition between wherever, uh, wherever somebody is in passing into something else. So, um, I have, I'm about to explain that I have this shell that has holes in it that I put sage in and then I burn it. I light it and I burn it. And, uh, that is cleansing the area. And then of course I use a feather, a red feather to fan the sage as I walk in a circle around the ritual space. And, uh, you will get to that in a second. Uh, but I use white sage, a very big bundle and I break it off, put it in the shell. And uh, also, I anoint myself with uh, dragon's blood oil. Dragon's blood is it has frankincense oil in it, and it has uh, other property. It has other oils, and uh, basically, it's dark red. And I like anointing myself with dragon's blood oil. It's very, uh, very energetic, very um, uh, heightening of your awareness. I usually mark my third eye with it. Um, but yeah, let's continue. A lighter, a red feather a shell that will contain this white sage and some dragon's blood oil. Then we have some Florida water, myathame, some matches, a razor. So when it comes to um, Florida water, it's been used to purify and cleanse spaces for, for a very long time, uh, centuries. Florida water has been around for a while. Um, it has rose in it. And it has a number of other um, basic ingredients. Usually it's watered down if you buy it just basically online for about 5 to $7 on Amazon, something like that. Um, the best rose water is ones that are made by people to actually have just pure ingredients, not to be watered down. Uh, it's, it's, origi it's originally meant as a cologne, but it's really useful for purifying an area. Uh, so the athame, the athame that I have is... Um, the athame is a ritual blade. It's used to... It can be used to cut. It can also be used to direct energy to um, basically carve out in the air the lines of the ritual, different symbols or the different shapes. Uh, your athame is basically basically an extension of your will, and it should be attuned to you and you alone. My athame is a kukri dagger, which is kind of curved, which usually you don't want to use a curved blade when you have an athame. 
but I'm very much attached to this one, and uh, I like to think of the energy that comes off it, since it, since it has a little crook in it, as being more lightning than straight directed lines of energy. And uh, the razor, of course, is to uh, cut my arm a bit and just gather us a little bit of blood, my sacred elixir, so that I can um, connect with this graveyard by placing it on my hands and then pressing my hands into the, you know, basically into this intersection in the graveyard. And uh, so that, you know, blood a lot of the time draws spirits, draws spirits to um, to the offering. Uh, spirits oftentimes, you know, they want to have that which they did they don't have anymore and that which that that was a part of them. And we are basically giving your calling card when you when you involve your blood in a ritual like this it very much draws them to the blood um in the odyssey for instance um odysseus spoke with his mother by offering blood at the threshold of the realm of the dead there's something to be said for that it makes sense uh, they're drawn to blood and also they're very much drawn to you as an individual and can understand you better better based on your blood uh and then matches usually you want to use i don't always use matches um maybe about 50 percent of the time but matches are better than using some kind of uh, modern lighter, usually. Um, they, um, they're more pure in that sense. I'm not really sure. I can't really explain it very well, but they're more pure in that sense. Anyway, let's continue. And another small rum bottle. This is at a crossroads. You know, as I mentioned, it's at a crossroads in a graveyard, which is, and at nighttime. So this is where a lot of powerful things can happen. Um, there's going to be segments of this where I, where I'm just going through the video um, because uh, I'm not sure exactly where I talk in it. So if you hear like me walking around in the video and me not talking right now, then uh, that's kind of what's going on. In my favorite graveyard. And besides that, I just need to get some water to pour in that uh, little crystal geode container, or at least I'm going to use it as a container. And then that's the elements of the ritual, and you'll see what I do with all this stuff as the ritual goes forward. Forward, And I will wrap up and tell you the energy that I received and filtered. The point of all this is to bring the mournful energy of this graveyard any morning. So I had this, I had this idea that I didn't really hear from anybody, but I wanted to transform. This is my favorite graveyard, and I'm very close to this graveyard and the spirits there. So I, I wanted to transform any mournful energy into more positive energy. And really, that's why I'm composing this ritual. I want to be the filter, and then they can leave that behind any mournful energy in me. Um, and uh, just light is produced. I could be the filter and filter all that out. I accept the mournful energy within me. Um, I'm a great magician, and I, I believed, and I believe I can handle it, and a little bit was left behind, but there's not as much mournful energy as I thought in this graveyard, but there is something that was left behind within me that um, I'd be very careful to do this in any graveyard. Um, this one, I was pretty sure I could do it without creating too much mournful energy within myself, or you know, whatever was left behind being too much mournful energy, but this is very... Um, it's, you got to be very careful because it might not. It might be so devastating for you in certain graveyards that you might want to die, basically. 
Um, it did not have that effect on me, but I definitely feel certain things that were left behind. At any rate, let's go ahead and continue with the video. Thing that's here, and there's not a whole lot of mourning in this, in this particular graveyard. It's very peaceful, but there's mourning attached to every graveyard, and I seek to filter that through me, to hear from the spirits, to filter that energy through me and uh, clarify it, so that some of the mournful energy is is taken away and filtered in a way that it lessens the mournful energy in this uh, this graveyard. Also, I'm wearing a organite um, a black sun organite pendant that has. Okay, so I don't explain the pendant very well in this, so I'll go ahead and explain it now. The pendant, the Black Sun Organite pendant, was actually gifted to me by somebody who makes Black Sun Organite pendants. Black Sun Organite has a lot of uh, has a lot of uh, onyx, onyx or obsidian in it. Um, organite pendants, in general, very powerful for conducting and transferring energy. The one that I wore, and I wear quite often. Also, you have to cleanse or organite by keeping it in salt water for a while, and then also charge it by putting it in the sunlight for a while. You know, once a week is ideal. Does not doesn't necessarily need to be that much, but so it has a bunch of um, uh, five sided pyramids on the on the you know the back of it, and uh, they're all pyramids. They're very small, and they kind of get smaller as you go towards the center. But there's probably about thirty of them, and they're just very very small. And this is a big black pendant, and uh, you want to point the pyramids towards yourself, towards your chest. And on the other side is the as a symbol of, of life and flow. So it's drawing anything outside of yourself within your body. You're usually it's thought of as gaining ionized energy, and um, just honestly prana in general, as far as my understanding, and directing it into you. So this is a perfect thing to filter, uh, to basically bring energy into myself in a graveyard. So it's that's kind of why I chose it, why I wear it. There's pyramids on one side, and those pyramids are directed towards me, and. That's what could, what's going to be drawing that energy into myself. And uh, besides that, let's go ahead and get started. Okay, everyone, let's go ahead and take a break. Hear a word from our sponsor, and then uh, we'll get back to it. And we are back. So there's a few more points that I want to make that aren't clarified in the video, but basically we're kind we're kind of done covering the, the you know the different elements and what they do. But there's a couple things in the video that I want to um, explain here that um, would be useful for anybody who have, who has watched the video or perhaps wants to use in the future. So let's go ahead and uh, go through certain segments of this video, see what we can find. So I start. I start going around this cross at the crossroads, this cross of, you know, things that I put there. I start going around in a circle, circling the perimeter. And what I'm saying is, away, away, all ye profane. So I'm telling bad spirits, maybe negative spirits, to, to just not come into this, not be a part of the ritual. And... I'm basically saying, you know, good spirits, this is a place for you. So if there's any really bad spirits in the graveyard, this is meant to, like, push them aside. The sage is meant to purify the area, and also these words are meant to push them aside. Um, this, uh, hekas, hekas, este bebeloi, away, away, all ye profane, is, is Greek. It's, uh, it's a, uh, it's kind of a mantra or chants or, um, uh, words spoken by a lot of people who work with uh, Haket, um, but a lot of other people use it as well, and it, I find it I find it very effective. Away, away, all you profane, in a in a language that has been with magic for you know a long time. I find it very effective, so that's why I use 
Um, hekas, hekas, este bebeloi. And it's Greek and it's a way away, all you profane. I'm going to be fast forwarding here a bit, here and there. Because I don't want to take y'all's time up with too much free space. I anoint myself. Dragon's blood oil. So when I anoint myself with dragon's blood oil and put it on my third eye, what I'm doing is basically um, drawing energy to my third eye. I'm making it more permeable to the 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 energy in the area and uh, more focused for the energy within myself. Go ahead and fast forward here a bit. I offer you this libation. So I offer I offer the rum, the libation, kind of in the middle of the whole the whole cross setup that I have going on. Um. It more looks like an iron cross because I have uh, five pieces of bandana that are that are in the form of a cross, and it, but they're very spaced out. Uh, so um, offering by pouring rum on the ground, something that has been done for quite a while, um, and uh, really it doesn't matter too much as far as where in it, where in the uh, whole design that you offer it, as long as it's you know poured into the ground. The liquor that you loved in life. Provided here now. And here's where I actually started doing something interesting. Um, so I I carefully and for some reason methodically I only walk to the center of the cross by a diagonal way. And I started to realize that I was starting to make the rune kinaz, which is light, the rune for a torchbearer or opening, um, opening of another realm, if you will, in this case, and bearing a torch to the realm of the dead, perhaps. But uh, it's basically kinaz looks like, just imagine an arrow without the, without the tail. <laughs> it's just basically an arrow without, uh, without the, uh, the long straight extension. And it's, an, it's very much an opening rune. And uh, I was walking diagonal towards the center, and then I walked out. So I started doing this on both sides of the, of the cross. And uh, basically, the opening part is towards the sides and not towards the middle. The, the, the arrow's pointed towards the middle. So it's opening up to every spirit that's around there, around the cemetery and, you know, uh, in the area. So I actually started doing that in the ritual that I didn't actually plan for to do that, but I found that it was very effective, and I felt like you know it, it was it was something I was inspired to do, if you will. I'm here before you, sir. And then of course I start using my thame to trace the outline of the ritual space and start waft trying to waft energy towards me with the ritual blade, my thame. Um, and then I pour a libation and light it on fire, uh, so it gets to the spirits more quickly, and also it's energized. Um, let's go ahead and go forward. And I actually use matches in order to light it, so that's, and it actually burned for a very long time, more than it should have, which means that it really felt like it was being received and maintained, the offering was. And let's go ahead and go forward a little bit more. This is where I kneel um, 
This is where I kneel at the bottom of the cross, opposite the black mirror. And uh, I anoint myself with uh, not only dragon's blood, but also uh, but also my own blood in a moment. Um, but I start repeating this phrase, I'm in my power space. Namashag Rakadwan Urnam. So here, you can hear it right here. Namashag Rakadwan Urnam. So you're like, okay, what language is that? It sounds Latin, not Latin. Um, it is a language that has been created. And uh, a lot of people are going to find this a little bit funny, but it's actually, um, a, it's actually from Sith language in Star Wars. And you're like, oh, that sounds awful. Sith are, Sith are evil. And, um, you know, I say, like, I, I didn't embrace it because it was evil, but I needed a language that was not built upon by other users of magic. Something that I can empower, uh, a language that is not empowered and I can kind of make my own. Um, I can empower it in a way that others have not. But I needed it to be foreign enough to me and foreign enough to everybody else that it still could feel powerful, more powerful than if I had just used English words. I needed a language to empower myself, and that's, that's why I chose the Sith language, um, because there's not a lot of people out there who use it. And I wanted it to make my own. I wanted it to uh, be my own. I wanted to define what it was. So that's why I started using the Sith language from Star Wars. And a lot of my rituals, that might sound funny. Um, if you know anything about mantra and why and how you do it, um, it can definitely be done. At any rate, let's go ahead and go forward. Namash Og Rakadwan Ernam. This is a point where I use a razor to, also I use rubbing alcohol on my arm to uh, sterilize it, and then I used a razor to cut a small cut that even though I did it yesterday, it's already like, it's not bleeding. It's, it's, that's the good thing about razor blades. If you're going to draw a little bit of your own blood is that it heals within, you know, three or four days and it's already, it's already in well into healing right now. So, um, the difference between cutting when you're depressed and to relieve stress and cutting for magic is that cutting for magic has nothing to do with you hating yourself. And if you you can't use that for magic because it just it works against you. Um, I haven't cut because of depression in many, many years. I only do it now just if I need a little bit of blood. Not even a lot of blood, just a little bit. And it's always in a spot that's not over veins and things like that. So um, as as a lot of people will be turned off by it. Just understand that it does and can have a magical use, but if you're drawn to that before any other form of magic, you have to think of, you know, why am I really doing this? So de definitely it will not work magically if you do it because to relieve stress or because you're depressed or hate yourself. That cannot be used magically. In fact, it'll probably, it'll probably hurt you in some way. Um, do not cut because you want to, but because... Um, you would like to use in ritual, but I cannot tell you that you absolutely need to do that. I do not encourage it, but if you're going to do it, be safe about it. Be sanitized. Do not, do not make big cuts on yourself. And if you're going to do it, just be very careful. I'm not endorsing it, but just be very careful and, um, just know, just know what you're doing. Taste of my blood spirits. Be drawn. So I, I honestly, at this point, uh, I was kind of using my own blood to point towards the spirits. 
Um, but then I started using my afame, and I put my my blood on my afame, and I was directing it towards the black mirror, and I flung a little bit of my blood on the ground, but I was directing it towards the black mirror as uh, I put it on my afame. Now, if I had used my afame to actually cut myself, it would have been a bigger scar. Which I'm, which I've learned recently that uh, unless your ritual blade is very, very, very sharp, you shouldn't use it to draw blood because it will leave scars. Razor blades, very thin, are much better. They'll heal faster, and they they are honestly, if you're gonna do any, anything like that, which I do not encourage, then um, I would rec I would say razor blades would be a better option than like a blade, a ritual blade. No matter how much pain you can put up with, it's not about you being in pain it's about you using your sacred elixir if you're gonna do it um so i put it on my thame and directed energy in, uh, uh sections um in the direction i was guiding energy with my thame my kukriya thame this is my blood spirits be drawn to me no a bit of all of you is left so I, uh, I continue to draw energy into myself by pointing my athame. Um, there's a lot of background noise in the in the ritual, unfortunately, because this this is a big graveyard, but it's at the center of a city, and so you're going to get a lot of background noise, which was disappointing because it it a graveyard should be more peaceful. But um, I've received only good from this graveyard, and even though there's a lot of background sound, it's not it's not necessarily about it being quiet, even if it's better for a video, but. It's about actually making connection with spirits there, and then f very few people do. So I, I feel like I'm performing a service for the spirits, and that's the, that's the reason why I work with them. And um, so at this point, I put some blood on my palms, and then I make contact um, with the earth. I also have, on top of a red bandana, my blood magic sigil that i actually created myself my own my own sigil uh created with blood and ink and black ink and then uh all the phrases that i say in connection to blood magic i have on the back and this is written on parchment drawn on parchment on the front and i have it before me and uh, then i place my hands on the uh the bare ground with the blood making contact with the bare ground on my palms and i'm kind of like kneeling and doing this um so it's it kind of it looks confusing because if I'm drawing in energy, maybe I should be like sitting back. But uh, for this, I needed my palms to be connected to the earth with the blood on my palms, so that I can make a better connection and draw spirits in more. Or at least the any energy that they were gonna try to filter through me, as I stated, directly to them. You know, this is why I'm doing this. And then, um, you know, as I was visualizing, by the way, I was visualizing this black smoke coming into my chest through the Organite pendant, and then white light coming out the back of my back. So, uh, so it, it was a filtering visualization, and not as much, you know, negativity was less be left behind as, as I thought. Not not as much mournful energy as I thought. The spirits here like me very much, and they're very peaceful. Usually, um, there was some stuff left behind that I'm still resolving, but. Um, I expected much more mournful energy, which did not happen. And uh, ultimately, I'm you know I'm glad on both accounts. I'm glad there's not a lot of mournful energy here, and I'm glad there's there there wasn't a whole bunch left behind in me though. There was some for sure. So let's go ahead and fast forward a bit.
at this point, the only thing I really need to clarify is that uh, when I was looking into the black mirror, as I got closer to it, I was gazing into it, I did see shifting faces. I saw a number of faces, you know, would be one face for like a, for like a uh, half a second, then another face. And then I saw a bunch of shifting faces in the black mirror. And I didn't really hear anything out of the ordinary, but I definitely saw a lot of shifting faces in the black mirror. And... I was gazing upon them and focusing on them and, and you know, basically sh showing them that I'm making the connection, that I see them. So basically at the end of the ritual, I bowed to the spirits a few times as I, so I was, I, I got closer and, and I got into the center of the, uh, of the cross and I had planted my athame, you know, point down into the center and I was kneeling down looking into the black mirror. Then I stood up, I bowed, and then I backed up a bit and bowed. And then I turned and I walked to a gravestone and there's some blood on my hands and I just made contact with that gravestone by putting putting my hands on it. And that's basically the whole ritual. Now, you know, a lot of the time, I'm still trying to resolve some things that happen in the ritual as far as how I could explain them. But there was a very strong connection that's really hard for me to explain. Uh, in, in coming days, I think I'll be able to. But there's there's a synchronicity that popped up between me and, and this graveyard in a new way that hadn't existed before, which has happened has happened many times, but uh, it just keeps on getting greater and greater. Um, that's why I call this particular graveyard my office, because I go there so much. The And, you know, every time I go there, I offer coins to the spirits of the graveyard, and I basically, you know, I, I either drop them at the entrance or I, I drop them whatever, wherever I'm going to do my ritual. And, I, you know, I offer these coins. The energy is transferred to the spirits and the graveyard itself. A lot of the time, you know, I'm also offering to the, the land, uh, not only the spirits that exist in it, but the land. Uh, so change is a great offering. Um, it's been used for at least centuries, if not thousands of years. Uh, that's something that I that you definitely want to make sure to do. You want to do as many offerings as possible in order to connect with the spirits there and see what you can get in, in return, whatever it might be. For me, I usually don't ask for things. Usually it's me connecting with the dead, uh, learning something, or trying to make their, life, their, their existence more peaceful. That's kind of what I do in graveyards. Um, but yeah, so this is the this is the end of my commentary on this. If if you have any questions, comments, concerns, perhaps there's some things that you don't really I didn't explain well or you don't understand, feel free to contact me on on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash hunter dot salazar. H-U-N-T-E-R dot S-A-L-A-Z-A-R. Message me, friend me, what have you. Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this and I hope to see all of you on the channel in the future. Hello everyone. So this last bit, I just want to say before I let it play, um, I actually recorded this yesterday um, after the ritual, you know, a few hours after, and it sounds like I'm drunk in it, but I'm actually not drunk. I was overcome by this energy that, you know, it, it kind of caused, caused me to not really filter what I was saying, and it it kind of altered my consciousness a bit. Um, it kind of made um, certain ideas that I have very, uh, very prominent in my mind at the time. 
Um, I'm not really sure how I got into this state, you know, this this state of consciousness. But it felt like something had changed within my within my brain for a time. It felt like I was possessed by non-duality, if you will, and a heightened state of understanding. Yet it sounds like I'm more somber. It sounds it sounds like I'm sad, but it felt like energy was just like. It was very, very focused upon the deeper parts of my throat to where, you know, you, you call the, you know, a chakric energy that has to do with the throat. It felt like there was something manifesting there that wanted to say certain things. And <laughs> it might sound like I'm, I was drunk or something like that, or perhaps I didn't know what I was talking about. I was really confused, but it was really another state of state of consciousness that I accidentally fall into sometimes um, when a force gives me some kind of insight. I want to talk about it. I want to explain it, but it becomes hard for me to do it because I'm just channeling. I'm not actually trying to restrict what I'm saying. So before you, uh, I just wanted to say that before you you, uh, listen to this next part, but uh, this next part was about gray energy and was uh, a few hours after the ritual. So um, I hope that uh, you understand And I hope that uh, you find it interesting. Purification and destruction are both lies. There is only energy. There is only a continuation of that which was and that which will be. We find ourselves in the moment where we think we can purify or desecrate. Where we can think we have an effect on anything. We think we can have an effect on ourselves and that which surrounds us. But both things are untrue and impossible. For our will is judged and composed of a finite yet very large number of actions we have taken and others have taken before this moment. And things that have been imposed upon us, be they they elementary or universal, or conscious. Free will becomes a lie. There is only energy. Individualization is a lie. It is seared away in the light and as it meets the dark where gray energy is produced. There is no way beyond complete existence of that which is in between there is no extreme in either direction yet there is extreme intensity in that which imposes itself upon us light can be extreme dark can be extreme but we only see it that way because we do not see right here right now which is the ultimate truth the great energy the only possible energy, because two extremes exist, which means that which is in between is the only thing that exists. Peace, hatred, serenity, passion. These are bricks, and there is a roof the universe composes upon those bricks yet if we take apart the roof then there is no structure and the bricks are meaningless 
everything is energy. That is all.